0: Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now. I want to talk with you today about a trend I am witnessing more and more in my own community. I'm seeing it everywhere, amongst my own friends, amongst friends and their kids and their kids' friends, really in a lot of layers of society right around me and probably around you too. It's the trend of transgenderism or gender dysphoria. I'll be focusing on this massive issue from a specific perspective, and that is of a parent of four daughters. Last year, in August 2018, Plus One, an academic peer-reviewed journal, published a paper written by Brown University Associate Professor Lisa Lippmann. During the last decade, Dr. Littman noted that there has been a dramatic increase in teens, with a predominance of female teens expressing gender dysphoria, which was just not the case 10 years ago. So, Dr. Littman began to wonder why are we seeing more teens express gender dysphoria, and especially why are we seeing more girl teens express this? Littman coined the term "rapid onset gender dysphoria" to describe what she was seeing because it's similar to what she says we see in eating disorders or in drug use or in suicide. In other words, these behaviors tend to come in clusters. They tend to be contagious amongst peer groups. So it's plausible, Dr. Littman thought, that there's a social and peer contagion causing this rapid onset gender dysphoria that we're seeing more and more in our communities. Dr. Littman is a physician Uh, both in obstetrics and gynecology, and also in preventative medicine and public health. She spent the last decade of her her career involved in public health and reproductive health research. So wanting to get to the bottom of why are we seeing so many more teens, and especially girl teens, coming out in clusters as gender dysphoric, Dr. Littman put together a study where she surveyed 256 parents of adolescents or young adults who had suddenly identified as gender dysphoric during or after puberty. So this is distinct from childhood onset gender dysphoria, but rather it's rapid onset gender dysphoria. Parents completed a 90 question survey. And what Dr. Littman found is that all of the parents had kind of similar stories. Their teenage children, again, mostly girls had no prior history of gender dysphoria, and they suddenly claimed to be transgender, but it was in the context of a friend group or a peer group where one or several, or sometimes even all of the teens came out as transgender at the same time. Lippman calls these cluster outbreaks. And she says, parents reported that before it happened with their teens, their teens spent an unusually high amount of time on social media and on the internet. Here's what Dr. Lintman found through her survey. More than 80% of the teens who came out were female. 62% had been previously diagnosed with at least one mental health disorder. Two-thirds said they wanted to take cross-sex hormones. Half said they wanted sex change surgery. Almost a third brought up the frequency of suicide in transgender teens as a reason that their parents should agree to their treatment. And the majority believed that their transitioning would solve their social, academic, and mental health issues. Yet... The vast majority of the surveyed parents, 77% of the parents, felt that their child was actually incorrect in their belief of being transgender. Flipman also discovered that after the teens came out as gender dysphoric or as, as transgender, They didn't fare well with their families or with their friends. Treatment didn't make them better. They didn't find relief. In fact, their mental health declined and their parent and friend relationships didn't improve and the teens actually became more isolated. It's important to note here that the parents who were surveyed were not found to be religiously or politically conservative. In fact, almost all of them were in favor of rights and protections for the transgender population. They all stated that they were participating in the study out of a genuine care and concern for their children, even that their children weren't receiving the right treatment from the doctors that they, went, that they sought help from. And Lippmann herself is not religiously or politically conservative. In fact, her studies aren't funded by anyone but herself. She pays for the research out of pocket. So why did she do it? Why bother with such research? Well, Dr. Littman kept hearing stories of parents in her community and across the nation about children coming out as transgender or gender dysphoric and then being increasingly isolated or hostile towards their parents. And parents telling Dr. Littman that the doc, their kids' doctors were focused only on affirming their children's gender dysphoria and transitioning their genders, even so much that the doctors were resistant to understanding their children's pre-existing mental or emotional health issues. Dr. Lippman said, and I quote, I found these stories compelling and heartbreaking. If these descriptions of clinicians refusing to evaluate and treat trauma and mental health issues were true, it means that a vulnerable population was being deprived of much needed mental health services. And Lippman went on to say that many doctors and clinicians thanked her for conducting this research because they too were seeing these concerns and these issues present themselves in their own offices, but they felt like they couldn't voice their concerns for fear of being called transphobic. Dr. Littman's not the only one who's been observing this. In fact, we, um, we learned from The Economist that gender clinic referrals in the United Kingdom have quadrupled in the last five years. And Michelle Cortella, the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, says she too has heard from dozens of families across the country, mostly with girls ages 13 to 15 year old, 15 years old, who have a history with depression, but no previous signs of gender dysphoria, who suddenly announced that they are transgender and would like to take hormones. Cortella said, Human beings are biological creatures heavily shaped by social relationships, especially during adolescence. It is at this most critical stage of development that our culture now holds out the lie that teens should embrace a mental illness, gender dysphoria, not only as their authentic transgender identity, but as the answer to all that ails them mentally and emotionally. Now, as you might imagine, Dr. Littman's study received immediate critique and pushback. Within just days of the paper's publications, transgender applicant activists came out saying that the research was transphobic and biased. And within a week, Plus One and Brown University pulled their support and even took the study down. Plus One committed to doing further research along with Dr. Littman to check. Um, to check her methods and her findings, but Brown University disavowed her research altogether. So her study underwent a second peer review. Now, mind you, it already went under extensive peer review before it was published in the first place. But now, after... All of the heat online from transgender activists, it underwent a second round of peer review. This time, senior members of the journal's editorial team, two academic editors, a statistics reviewer, and an academic who treats gender incongruence in adolescence all conducted a six-month review of the study. In the end, they made only cosmetic corrections the actual research findings remained unchanged. So Dr. Littman's work has now withstood two extensive peer review processes. The bottom line is that there is something to this rapid onset gender dysphoria. Parents need to be aware of this and prepared because the reality is pop culture and public schools and social media and the language surrounding transgenderism and affirmation for youth experiencing gender dysphoria and even affirmation for transitioning and taking life-altering steps by means of hormones and surgery. The the language around that, the culture around that is very strong. It's very proactive. So parents need to be prepared. What is the Christian parent or educator or youth worker or just community member supposed to do? It's clear what society says we should do. It's clear what secular doctors are saying we should do. And that is affirm gender dysphoria right away and pursue gender transition right away. But how ought Christians think about this issue? Well, we need to go back to the beginning. We've got to go back to Genesis and we've got to remember and study and love the doctrine of creation. In Genesis chapter one, verses 27 and 28 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So we are made in God's image, but specifically as male and female. Jesus even repeats this language in Mark chapter 10. Male and female are distinct and they're both called very good. The way we were made as boys and girls, as men and women is not harmful. No, it's God's plan. It's our creator's plan. And it's for our flourishing. Every human life, male and female, has innate dignity and immeasurable worth. So the reality is, In a Christian worldview, we have a creator God and we are created beings. And the way he created us as boys and girls is very good. It's for our good. Christians really have the worldview and the framework for discussing this. We believe that there was creation and then fall and then redemption. And finally, there will be restoration. So we have a good God who created us just the way we are. But gender dysphoria is part of the fall. Things are now broken on this earth. But thriving can come as we seek out our creator and welcome in our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Redemption has come in the form of Christ. And one day in restoration, all things will be made new. We will be restored and gender dysphoria will no longer be a burden but you and I cannot actually change our gender. God made us this way. We can have surgery, we can cut things off and add things on, and we can take hormones, but you and I can't actually change our biology. We can't actually change our chromosomes. The irony here is that transgender patients often say they're pursuing their changes so that they can be their most authentic selves but really, the opposite is true. They're covering up or they're changing their real selves to be someone else. They want to define their truth, but really, we can only discover truth. Truth is stubborn like that. Truth doesn't really care what we think, truth is. But you and I, Christian friends, we have hope. We have the truth. We have the life to offer a hurting world lets you and me be winsome and kind and outspoken. Teen girls all around us and increasingly exponentially are really hurting as they listen to the narrative of society and as they apply a label of gender dysphoria to vague feelings that they're experiencing in puberty and thereafter. They are suffering and they are hurting and when, when they move forward in treatment for just gender dysphoria, we're seeing an increase in isolation, an increase in depression and hostility. But you and I have the hope and the truth to offer. So I hope it goes without saying, if you are a parent, foster strong relationships with your teens. Be open, know what they're up to, know what's going on in their lives, know their friends, know what's going on at their school, and start talking to them about these issues from a young age. Even toddlers should be talked to about gender and that the way God made us is very good and that we're in his image. You can even talk to your toddlers about gender dysphoria and explain that some boys and girls are uncomfortable or don't feel right in the bodies that God has given them. And we must reach out to them with compassion. If your child comes to you and says they are gender dysphoric or they believe they are transgender, know that the symptoms that they are experiencing do not necessarily mean that they are confused about their gender identity. A lot of these symptoms are a normal part of puberty, or they're even identical to things like social anxiety or depression or other issues that might be present. Regardless, respond, parents, with warmth and unconditional love. If your son or daughter comes to you with this announcement, respond with nothing but warmth. Make sure that they know there's nothing they could ever do to cause you to be ashamed of them or to stop your love. But seek biblical and Christian counseling right away. Involve your pastor, involve your church, do not isolate yourselves, and do bring in the help and the support of friends and family. And church, let's be ready. Any commitment to biblical gender roles or biblical stances on this is going to be vilified, and that's okay. It's fine if we lose a popularity contest because we are committing to the word of life, the giver of life, our creator God. Let's you and I, no matter what, love God and love our neighbor. And friends, affirming gender dysphoria, affirming transgenderism is not actually loving. Affirming God's good creation and that it was designed for our flourishing and our thriving, that is what is true love. Speaking up, saying all the things that are necessary for the thriving of our neighbor. That is love. And let's know what's happening around us. Let's be educated. Let's not be ignorant. Let's know the word of God. Let's know the research. Let's know what's happening in our public schools so that we can be proactive. We have hope, friends. Let's respond to this increasing crisis with hope. Our teen girls and our communities need us. Thanks for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now. You won't be hearing from me for the next few weeks as I will be serving overseas with my missions agency, but I will look forward to being back with you as soon as I return.